Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, girls. Welcome back to Unfazed and Unbothered. I'm Camo. And I'm Tasia Alexis from, you know, Disney Channel Girl. I'm just kidding. And the trenches. Yeah, and the trenches, period. So we have a lot to talk about today. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, I don't really know what to say this week. I don't really have too much to talk about. Um, Goddamn beauty queen. What can I say? Look at me. Never forget. Hashtag never forget it. Um, It's giving body, okay? (laughs) Well, you can say that you lost fifty two pounds. Well, yeah, but I feel like I've, I, f- I feel like the last episode, I was down fifty two pounds. I've kind of like, I'm kind of stuck it. the past few, like the past week. Yeah, I think that like you get to a point where you're like at a standstill. I know for me, like after I had Princeton, I was at a standstill for so long, and so like I literally had to track my calories with an app and it really sucked because I was so hungry, but like I immediately lost the weight that I wanted to lose. And now I just like maintain it. Now it is the summertime and I'm always like, if I just lost five more pounds, I'd be so much happier. I'm like, girl, no, we're not doing this. We're not going back into that mentality. But um, anyways, I have a lot to talk about because one, I'm going um, on vacation the first week of June and I'm so excited because I have not been out of state in seven years And I know people are like, seven years? Like, what? Like, I literally have never been out of the state of Georgia unless it was, like, Florida. And so, like, me and Gavin are going on, like, a huge trip. You know, we never took our honeymoon. We never did anything like that. And so, like, this is kind of, like, our getaway. And then also, you know, considering we didn't do a honeymoon. But my mom will be watching the kids for a week while we do that, Um, which I kind of – at first was feeling bad about it but then I was like girl you don't even have a honeymoon like you're fine and like also we're going to the beach in July and we're taking the kids there so like we get the best of both worlds we're going to New York and then we're going to Destin and I'm so excited um I have been looking forward to this summer for so long because last summer I was pregnant and I was miserable and every pregnancy with Greenlee and Prince and both like I don't, I don't know how pregnant women do it, but like, I've never been able to sit out in the sun and like sunbathe when I'm pregnant because I literally want to vomit. And so like, I can actually enjoy the summer. It's a hot girl summer, a mother summer. And we love that we're living, you know, it's, it's just a vibe, but, um, I'm excited. And then also what were, what were we talking about before I started this? 
Why do I always lose my train of thought when as soon as I get on here? Your hair. Oh, but yes, my hair. But also I want to talk about how there's these people on TikTok or this person on TikTok who I actually follow. And it's just something that's really bothered me. Um, I don't know what it is about social media, but I feel like people really get so wrapped up into social media and like people that they follow that they forget that the people that they follow are actually humans at the end of the day, right? So there's this girl that I follow. And she's going through a divorce. And obviously, when you're on social media and like you put things out into the world, like you have to expect certain energy to be given towards you if something goes wrong in your life. It's like, yeah, everybody can support you and root for you and be positive for you. But like if something negative happens in your life, it's like everybody wants to jump on this train of like trying to figure out why it is you're, for example, she's going through a divorce. So everybody's trying to figure out why she's going through this divorce. There's like Reddit pages about it. And I actually commented on her video and I was like, I'm so sorry about that. Like I, I honestly feel terrible because I, I already know especially when there's kids involved, how hard that is. And like, I feel like through that time, nobody wants to, nobody deserves to get negative comments when they're already at the bottom. Does that make sense? And so I commented on it and people were like, basically saying like, I wouldn't even feel bad. There's a whole Reddit page on it. Like it's her fault, regardless of whose fault it is at the end of the day, she's human. And like, you're only people at the end of the day, you can only try to be the best version of yourself. So when I saw that, like part of me wanted to comment back and be like, shame on you, you know, because like it's terrible. And like all her comments are just absolutely terrible. And I just, I don't understand why social media has become like so toxic. I feel like social media is a place to express yourself and have fun. And like, it stops being fun when people get on there to spread nothing but hate and like traumatize people and already beat them down when they're beaten down enough. And so when I saw that, it's just, it's crazy to me, like how people will support you and then something happens in your life and everybody hates you, you know, just because you're not this picture perfect person that they thought you were like, what do you think creators are? You know, they're still people. And I feel terrible regardless of whose fault it is. It's none of anybody's business and nobody deserves to, have to go through that. But I've just noticed with social media, like <clears throat> a lot of people are on that app to do nothing but spread hate. And it's sad to watch. And so I try my best to one, when I see stuff like that going on, or like when there's nothing but negative comments, like at least put something positive, you know, especially in a situation like that, like people forget at the end of the day that the situation that you're hating on somebody for, for can instantly be you in, in any moment in your life, you know? And I think you have to remember that. Um, <clears throat> but it's just a different world these days. And I know that. Um, but anyways, so when we go to New York on our New York trip. Um, the kids are going to be with my mom. I am super nervous because I've never left the kids with my mom for more than like two days. I think Greenlee actually did stay with my mom for like four days one time. Um, and I don't know. I'm just I'm nervous about it. Um, obviously, I trust my mom, but it's like a nervous feeling of like, I've never done it before. And I feel like I'm going to like miss them dearly or like have anxiety about it. Like I'm already having anxiety about it. Cause I'm like, I'm going to miss them. Like I asked my husband last night, I said, so if we end up missing them, can we just come back early? And he was like, well, I'm going to enjoy my time. We're going to enjoy it. It's going to be lovely. And we're also taking them to Destin the next month. So you don't have to feel bad, but I'm like, I'm a mom. Like, I don't think it works like that. You know, you can't turn, you can't tell yourself to turn off your anxiety, but also I am what three weeks yeah so next week will be four months off antidepressants and four let me know four i meant 
four weeks next week will be four weeks to this week is my third week. And so there were so many things steering me away from like not quitting them. Um, one, I have a lot of people that I know that are actually, they are on a fixer and they have had so many failed attempts trying to come off of it. And like, before I wanted to come off of it, I had like talked to them and I asked them, I had said, I was like, you know, how was it coming off of it? And they were like, honestly, like it was so miserable, like I couldn't do it. And so for months, I just kept taking this medication that was making me miserable. And like, I just couldn't do it. But like something, it's like a switch went off. I was like, girl, like you're ready to stop taking it. So like I went one whole day and then two, and then it turned into a week and now it's three. And like, I really do feel better mentally. The only thing that I'm still having to like overcome is like the mood swings because um, a lot of people actually treat others like okay a doctor will treat somebody with effexor if they have bulimia anxiety depression they can use it as a mood stabilizer and i'm pretty sure that it can be used as if you have bipolar but i'm not quite sure i do know that if you're not bipolar and you take it for so long it can actually make you bipolar which is kind of scary in itself but um the mood swings so like i felt like the effects are really leveled out my mood so it was like a mood stabilizer. And so like I'm having to learn to not be so moody and like not allow things to irritate me. But I do know that it is part of the withdrawal method because like I've looked it up and like it says that it could take six weeks to like stop feeling so on edge or whatever. But honestly, coming off of it was way easier than anybody ever told me. Like there is literally a whole group on Facebook that talks about venaflaxine which is effects or just like an offer brand or whatever and effects or withdrawals and like people make it out to be like it's some horror story and so i'm sitting here like but i really came off of it but i've also come off of like many drugs before and i'm sure that that's helped you know what i'm saying like my body has been there done that so it's probably like well we've done this before sister i think we can come off of an antidepressant you know um but I feel better because like, I feel like on antidepressants, it kind of numbs you to like emotions. So like, for example, I noticed that things that should make me excited, I wasn't really, I mean, I was excited, but like, you couldn't really express. You could, I couldn't really express it or like, I would be sad and I, I kind of just like, wouldn't, whatever, I'm sad, woohoo, or like. I don't know, like you feel differently in life, like going outside, you're like, oh, wow, I'm outside. Like, I can't explain it. But like now that I'm off of it, like I go outside, I'm like, wow, what a gorgeous day. And like, I can feel how gorgeous it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's so different. And so like I, I when I think about it, I'm like, I don't even know why the fuck I got on this shit. But I do know that like it was I was at a place in my life where I really needed to be on it because I couldn't. Years ago, I really couldn't manage life the way that a normal person could. So like one bad thing happened. And by bad, I mean like maybe I got my toes done and like the paint chipped off and motherfucker, I'm pissed. You the know what world I'm saying? was over. The world was ending and like it was, I was so unmanageable. Like I literally, I didn't know how to function as a human being. And so like today, like times are different. And so like, I think it did its job for me throughout the years. And now I'm just like in a place where like, I've learned so much, like I've grown so much, I've gone through experiences that kind of helped shape me into who I am. And so like, I just simply don't need it, you know, because when things bother me, I'm just like, okay, period, brush it off and move on. Back in the day, I couldn't do that. I'd be like, oh, I am so sad and I'm going to get fucked up. And now I'm just like, okay, period, you'll have a better day tomorrow. And like, you just keep moving forward like literally what they say one day at a time so like i think it was the no i don't think it was the best decision for me girl angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home 
it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. But also, like, I remember, like, I'm just, like, talking so much, girl, but I... Live, laugh, love, sister. Live, laugh, love, but no, when... Sometimes it would be hard for me to like hold a conversation because on antidepressants, like mid sentence, and I'm fucking bored. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm so serious. I'm so serious. What are we talking about? No, I'm serious. It's bad. Like, and it's supposed to help you concentrate or whatever. And I'm just like, girl, I'm staring at your greasy forehead right now. Like, I can't. <laughs> I literally can't. I can't pay attention. But um, no, it was the best decision for me. And like people, are like, how did you do it? And I don't want to come out and be like, girl, I've come off heroin. So I think I could do it. But like I just tell them, honestly, it's not as hard as you think. But I think that if you're not an addict or like you've never had to come off of a medication, all these feelings that you're feeling is so abnormal and it's going to make you have anxiety. But for me, I've already felt it. I know exactly what it is and I know kind of like how to cope with it. So I think that's the difference between me and other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. But honestly, friend, I think that you're at a place where like medication would help you because like. We've talked about this before. I really think it would. Yeah. What do you think? No, for sure. Um, I definitely want to get checked out. I mean, I tried to go see that psychiatrist that you set me up for. I was moments, a few minutes late, whatever. And then boom, they were like three months. But like, it's hard to find a place that um, I don't have insurance. And I could get insurance, but like, I think part of me just... Like the, the the simplest tasks seem so daunting to me, and I, that's just part of my fucking mental illness. I don't. I I, I think that's like a ADHD symptom. Maybe I just like the smallest things really just seem like such a tedious task, and I'm like, oh man, like I can't fill out paperwork to get insurance. Like what? But like I easily could. But then like I don't know. Just getting to that point of like following through with like what you know you need to do for yourself. Obviously, it's easy. Like, you know, I literally just have to get online and fill out paper or, or fill out fucking documents. But I don't know. It just seems so um, out of my reach sometimes. But, um, yeah, mentally, I be up and down all over the place. I be hot and cold. I feel like my mood. I, I've, I've, I feel like I've worked on my mood as well because I used to get real snappy as well when like little minor inconveniences would occur, like somebody would cut me off and I was in traffic screaming. Now I'm just like, water off the duck's back. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. yeah. that? Grab my crystals, touch your pussy. In traffic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but um, I just don't let things really get to me as much anymore. Um, 
I don't know if that's like spirituality for me. I don't know what exactly, or maybe growth, maturity. I don't know. Um, but I used to be really bad with my mood as well. And I would, I, one thing that I like totally not related, maybe it is, I don't fucking know. Um, one thing I've been seeing a lot lately, and I'm, I'm taking it as a sign, a sign, a sign from above, as Gaga would say, um, that not every thought has to be shared or spoken. And that is something that has really sat with my pussy the past week because I feel like I'm just so quick to speak. I don't put a lot of thought into what I say sometimes. Um, I feel like you know, where it counts. I, I, I'm i a bit more calculated, like when we're talking on the podcast or like if I'm on TikTok or something or on live audience period. But like when I'm just talking to like my homegirls or significant other or family, like sometimes I just say things and then I instantly am like, even on the podcast, honestly, I've said things and I like instantly I'm like, why the fuck did you say that? You stupid fucking whore bitch. Yeah. And I think that's also like has a lot to do with anxiety. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, no, I think you're right because sometimes I get anxious when there's like nothing to be anxious when there, about. Well, when there's like silence or like there's nothing going on, and so I'll just like say that's whatever comes to my mind, or like little like little comments. It just seems like unnecessary. Like I, I feel like I've had a problem like just saying unnecessary things. Like like somebody might express, oh, like I really like this mascara, and like. Why do I feel the need to be like, oh, that's a good one, but this one um, I actually think is better. Yeah, there's like no reason for it. I'm like, and then I instantly think to myself, like, why did you say that? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, that bitch can use that cheap ass mascara if she wants. Like, period. Pop off poo. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I shouldn't give a fuck. And I don't. But like, I don't know. I guess, I guess for me, like, I, I also always try to like, un like, give unwarranted advice or like people aren't really necessarily looking for advice and sometimes like i'll just like try to like put them on to like products or things that i think will help or benefit them and it's like because my experience but then like some people just don't want to hear that it's not yeah. like it's not like i'm trying to like be like oh you should do this but like you know if i'm just like oh you should try this out some people like i don't know if it's like a pride thing some people don't like that and i just see like how sometimes i say things and i'm like girl just sit there and look like mona lisa and shut the fuck up yeah um so yeah that's something i'm working on maybe that's part of my mental like you said anxiety i just feel like i need to like say something maybe because there's i don't i don't, I don't know why our brains work the way we do but we're just so fucked up and it, like just like honestly makes me think to myself sometimes like why god but um <laughs> then i hear the birds chirping and i'm like chirp, chirp. wow chirp chirp bitch wow i think that like i used to have a fear of the like silence myself but me and Gavin both are so like me and him do this all the time. Like we will have such a busy day and I will be like so overstimulated. And all I want to do is sit on the couch in silence, decompress, decompressing. And like, we're both like that. And like, I remember the first day we realized that we did that. We were a lot alike in that sense. I was like, don't you just love like how we don't have to talk sometimes. Yeah. Like we can literally just sit here with each other, but like in complete silence. Yep. And it is so easy it is so fucking easy when you have kids to be overstimulated. Like sometimes, I, I mean, I'm dead ass. I have sat and said nothing for three hours just to decompress. The other morning I was doing laundry and I realized that like my anxiety was up. And 
So instead of like adding on to it and like folding laundry with music or having a sound machine on, I realized that my mind was so overstimulated that like I don't need to hear anything at all. And so like it was in the morning after I dropped Greenlee off from daycare and like I was good and I was so calmed down from feeling so much anxiety and being overstimulated first thing in the morning that like I ended up cleaning the whole house because I was so calm and at ease and like I actually wanted to do things and clean and I wasn't overwhelmed by like having to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, for sure. You can definitely be overstimulated. I feel like that's how you know that it's real though with somebody, friendships, partner, whatever. Like when you can literally sit there in silence. I think that that is a beautiful thing. I definitely have a handful of people that I can be silent with, but I feel like with like new friends or like when you're at, you know, at, at a new job or you're like seeing somebody new or something, like you you don't really know um you're not you don't have that like level of comfort yet where you can just sit in silence because you're like what are they thinking or do they think i'm boring do they think i'm this or like you know um but i do like i feel like you and me could sit in silence and we it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be weird yeah we do we've done that plenty of times i only have like i can do that with my friend ariana um not many other people a few it's, other people but it's just so important to do because like you're always doing and doing. I think like as human beings, we always feel like we have to do and do and do and do. And like, that's one thing about effects or that I could, that I didn't like. I literally was too, I was too fucking motivated every day to get up. And I would literally overwhelm myself by trying to get five things done at once. And if I couldn't do it, I was pissed off at myself for the rest of the day. And so like now I can just enjoy life and do things one step at a time without feeling like I'm failing at life. You know what I'm saying? But I think on that note, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hey, girls, we're back. Um, so this week's episode might be not um, as long as you girls would like. So sorry. Please don't crucify us. Um, but some things just did came up on our break. But anyways, we're going to still continue on with this episode for as long as we can. Um, but now that we're back, I did want to um, comment kind of like what you were talking about earlier about the... Um, couple or the girl that was like getting all the hate it sucks honestly um receiving hate i mean no it doesn't feel good like nobody wants to see that shit but what sucks is like as a creator as an artist as whatever you want to label yourself somebody who is available online when you put yourself in that space like you have to expect that like you have to kind of be like every move is going to be monitored and every move is going to be judged and critiqued. And I mean, that is, that's like, honestly why it's very, I feel like important. And that's why like a, a lot more like, like I feel like a lot of influencers, obviously they're not like celebrities, you know? And so like celebrities have like seen more like nastier situations maybe. And so like, that's why like a lot of celebrity relationships and like friendships are like under wraps and private because like people are going to have something to say about every move but like it's just best to keep some of your like shit private I, I feel like because the more people know about you the more you make yourself available the more people have to attack the more people have ammunition to use against you but when you put yourself out there in that capacity and you allow people into your life on a such a personal level you can't get upset when people have opinions and that's something that 
I've never given a fuck what what somebody said. Like I, my motto has always been, if you ain't dicking me down or you ain't my mother, rest in peace or soul. I really don't give a fuck what you got to say about me. If you ain't feeding, financing or fucking me, like I really don't care. Um, but I do know that I've opened myself up in a way to where people have got to know me as an individual. They've got to know my friendships. They've gotten to know some of my family, like my grandmother. And so people will have opinions. I mean, I know when um, me and an old friend had a public falling out, for years actually still to this day people want to know what happened and like do i regret having such a public friendship no um but it is something that now i think about moving forward because i'm like okay well i opened myself up and allowed people to see that side of me and our friendship and got to know us and now like that we're no longer involved or posting together whatever seeing friends whatever the internet wants to think or Thinks they know, like they have opinions. Yeah. What what I'm trying to say, and I still get questions to this day about literally almost any friendship that I've ever been public about. Um, but there's always narratives being created. There's always um, ideas. People are gonna run with things they see online, you know. But just don't post all that information out there i guess is is the takeaway that i want some of you girls especially if you have any desire to be a public figure or do social media like it's you know in your best interest to kind of keep some things even some things i've shared on the podcast i regret honestly um can't do anything about it now it's it's live in public baby but um <laughs> i'm just like why 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 blah, 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 why um now people know all these things about me and now there's timestamps and um receipts you know yeah i think for me like on vine i i like paraded around a group of friends and i'm not friends with any of them like and what i mean by that is there are a couple of people that i do follow that i used to be best friends with back then and it's on a level of like we'll comment and like each other's pictures but like i'm not hanging out with you and that's okay yeah. like that is okay to do but also i think there are certain things in my life that like i had to learn the hard way and so like for me if you show me something once like that's 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 how i'm gonna think of you like yes i do know that all people can change but people that i was friends with back then they're still doing the same shit they were doing what seven years ago um and so i don't have to be friends with them but one thing about me is like any I have always been able to say like where I was wrong in a friendship. And back in the day, I did go through things that like a friend is not going to want to fucking hang around. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we're in a relationship like we have no ties. We're just friendships and I where we just have a friendship. But I think that, you know, when I was going through like addiction and shit like that, um, it got hard to be my friend. But I do think in a situation where you're friends with somebody, if you see that they're suffering and going through things, there's a certain thing that I don't think you should do, which is bash them because you see that they're going through a hard time. And so, like, let me tell you, when I was going through all that and then I went to jail, I actually had a friend who was genuinely my friend and he was like hey i don't want to tell you this because you're in jail but your friends are on live right now talking about you and guess who was commenting on the live everybody that followed me so like people that followed me were on their live because i was mia missing in action and nobody knew what the fuck happened to me and they wouldn't have known 
unless they really did some digging, which it really would have been hard to find because until you're convicted, the only way you're going to be able to find me is if you live in my county and see like Tasia Alexis was arrested for whatever. And it would come up my last name. And a lot of people didn't know I had a whole other last name. But anyways, they didn't know that what I was going through. But this particular person decided to go on live and spread my business and kind of down me because I was in jail and couldn't speak up for myself. But let me tell you, as soon as I got out of jail, she didn't want to own up to her doing that. And I had the whole entire fucking screen recording of her doing it and pictures and the people that were on the live telling me, hey, just want to let you know that your friend that you think's your friend is actually spreading all your business. But not only did she spread my business, she twisted it in ways that wasn't true. So I was arrested for uh, possession of Adderall. And so like when you get charged with Adderall, it's it's going to be, um, you know, obviously uh possession of controlled substance or something like that. But I think back then it was, it would actually say like what you were arrested for. So mine said arrested for amphetamine. So like Adderall is amphetamine, but it's not methamphetamine. And like, she knew that, but she was, I think she was just being a cunt to be completely honest with you. And she was like, yeah, she got arrested for methamphetamine. Now I wasn't arrested for methamphetamine girl, but was I dabbling in it? Uh, Yeah, I'm sure I was. I'm sure I was, but don't lie on my charge. Put some respect on my name. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, um, you know, I was very young at the time. You know, the first time I got arrested, I was 17. But like, I was very young. So like, I did go a few years still entertaining her. I really did. And so I think that I really didn't know the value of what a true friendship was. I mean, I didn't even know the value of like what a true relationship was. I I allowed like myself to be in a toxic relationship relationship friendships for like so long and like I thought that that was normal like I think that I really was addicted to like chaos to be honest oh retweet no like I'm dead ass like I was I was like it was something it was like a thrill for me girl because like even when I was in rehab like I I would literally now I went through rehab without like getting in into any trouble honestly but like I got away with a lot of things because I didn't put it out in the open and like I wasn't friends with the people that were in there. So like nobody knew what I was doing unless they were like my friends on the outside. Does that make sense? And so like I think I truly believe that if I would have taken the program more serious, I probably would have saved myself a lot of heartache in the long run. But I didn't take it serious and I was young and I I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I was literally creating chaos for me, girl. And I would literally every day where I could have lived a peaceful life in there, I was always on edge because I was like, what if they find out? What if they find out? Like it's and it's just ridiculous, like the things. And what I mean by that is, no, I wasn't doing drugs or doing anything like that in there. But like there's rules when you're in rehab that you have to abide by. Like and some of them are fucking stupid. Like, for example, when I first got there, you couldn't drive for four fucking months, girl. Uh, you're supposed to be rehabilitated back into real life, but you're you don't want me to drive. But also, you know, in so in um, Gainesville, Georgia is where I went to rehab at it's like the the rehab capital of the world which is crazy but like all the other rehabs around our rehab they could do whatever the fuck they wanted they weren't micromanaged and so like there were certain rules that I just wasn't willing to go by I'm sorry just like you can't have a phone until like six months in girl I had a phone the whole time you know what I'm saying I'm so sorry about it but like there's just certain things I'm not going to go by but like if I would have taken it more serious I it would have worked out for my fit and my benefit and so also I didn't graduate on time. I literally graduated two months late. And so this is my manager calling me. He's probably worried that I'm not going to make the meeting, but I'm going to make it. I promise. There's still a few minutes. So we're going to go on a second break and then we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. So we had to go on like a long little break because I had a meeting 
and we're just living cute and gorgeous, lavish lifestyles. And so we're back and we're better. Wow. Gorgeous. Wow. So yes, honestly, this, you know, remember that clip where Kylie Jenner was like, this is the year of realizing things. This genuinely is the year of realizing things for me. Like I I genuinely feel like coming off my medication has made me so much more motivated, so much more excited about what the future holds. Um, I can really appreciate life. But one thing that I really wish that I had was my pictures that me and the fam took on Sunday. I am so antsy when I take pictures. Like I want them back two minutes after I leave, girl. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm I, I do. Like I just can't I can't wait. And so I was like, hey, I texted her, I was like, hey, um, you know, when am I gonna get those back? And she was like, uh, you know, two weeks. <gasps> Period. I love that. Um, but I do know that, you know, it takes skill and determination determination, just be quiet. It takes skill. It does. And it does. And motivation to like really edit things and make them look very cute and gorgeous. And I know that it's she takes pride in what she does. So like I can appreciate that. But I can also appreciate them when I actually get them. Uh but yeah, they they were very cute and gorgeous. Let me tell you, Greenlee cracks me up because she loves the camera. She does. Like the photographer was just like loving her and so like we stepped away and gave Greenlee her moment and when I tell you you know that little pose you do where you put your hands underneath your chin Greenlee was all about it she was twirling they got cute little pictures of her twirling she was like laughing and Greenlee does a fake laugh um I've taught her that so when I take pictures of her I'm like Greenlee do the laugh and she will and it literally looks so real and she thinks it's the cutest thing ever and so like she is I tell her all the time like Greenlee you know you're like a little star you know that right and she goes, yeah, I just, <laughs> <laughs> and so she's just so funny, but like, she genuinely cracks me up. Like she really does. Like sometimes like we'll be in the car and like, she'll just start talking about things and I'm just like thinking in my head, how the fuck does a two year old come up with these things? Like how? But like she, she gets it on this girl. She's caught on quick to a lot of things. Honestly, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the way you talk to her. Cause you don't really do that. Google Gaga shit. <laughs> um, no, she is honestly so fucking funny. The shit that comes out of her mouth, I'm like, oh my god, period queen. So when I picked her up from school the other day, you know, um, I don't know where this comes like came from because I've never said like, oh my shit about anything, but like she's been saying like, oh my shit a lot, and I'm like, really stop saying that. That's not a good word. So I thought we were on this agreement where we weren't gonna say cuss words anymore. So I dropped her off at school you know, had a cute and gorgeous day, went to pick her up and she was crying as soon as I got there. And I'm thinking, why is she crying? And she's like, well, she drops at me today at school. And she said, oh shit. And I was looking at Greenlee. I was like, why would you embarrass me like that? You know, like they're probably like this corrupted child, but like, no, I, she's raised by nothing but angels. She's never heard me cuss. Never. <laughs> not her gunkle, not so, her mother. No, nothing. So I'm like, I said, I don't know where she would have heard that fucking cocoa melon so <laughs> so anyways they just laughed it off because honestly let me tell y'all i love her school i love her daycare teachers i love them they're hilarious honestly her teachers are hilarious like the her new teacher cracks me up greenly talks about them nonstop. we'll wake up on a saturday and she'll go mommy can we go to school and i'm like okay period you don't love me anymore i mean what the fuck um but yeah so she loves school she's a thriving beauty queen that's why i honestly am so glad that i pushed through my fear of her going because she has thrived she has literally thrived but i think on that note we've had a cute and gorgeous episode today ladies so we thank y'all for tuning in be sure to rate review and subscribe you know it does a lot for us girls and we love y'all so very much and thank you and god bless you brush your teeth and wash your pussy <laughs>
Oh, God.